The Protectors of the Wood episode series. Episode number 18, The Secret Passageway. Sammy escorted the reporters to the door, leaving Abby and Stephanie alone. Abby sighed with relief. Phew. At least we've got a minute to talk. That is, if Sammy can hold the fort. I spoke to him already. Please, I need a few minutes. So you start us off. I'm feeling left out of things. Stephanie was not her usual cheerful self. I want a job, you know? I'm working here to be a part of, you know, whatever we call ourselves. We decided to give ourselves a name yesterday. We're the Junior Protectors of the Wood. Sule insisted on a name, and this was the best I could do. You know me, Abby. At least a little bit. I'm not a bystander. All kinds of stuff is going on around me. Eddie's in the band. They are super busy. Sule and Nico are now reporters and photographers for Sarah. Jeremy is a part of this alternative energy project that's becoming a big deal. I could go on and on. These are all my friends, and they have special things to do. You know I quit my internship and business education at Northern State to stay here and work on what we're doing. I'm taking courses at Evansville because that's where my friends are. But they have jobs that in some strange way are organized by you. And I don't. I need your help. I won't be left out. Abby recalled Stephanie taking charge of the crisis at the big performance when Phoebe was attacked. It happened just a few yards from where she and Stephanie were now sitting. Abby had worked with her side by side. Stephanie was good under pressure. I can't take credit for creating all of these things. It happens in a group. We all do it. But I've been thinking about you a lot, and I have an idea. Well, go ahead. That's what I'm waiting for. I know you and Phoebe go way back. You were soccer teammates for years, right? On a lot of different teams. Yes, and I miss it dearly. Now that was fun. I can't stand to see my life getting boring and aimless. So what's your new program at Evansville? You've given up a financial career. What's your plan? Abby was surprised to see Stephanie so needy and lost. When the two had worked together, Stephanie knew exactly what she was doing and was confident and aggressive about it. Abby herself had naturally looked to Stephanie when Phoebe was injured during the concert. Everyone looked to Stephanie. But now, she was struggling to reply to Abby's question about her school courses. I'm still not certain, but I'm starting out in political science. After this amazing summer, I'm interested in politics, and my uncle, Freddy Baez, has encouraged me. You know his Evansville paper has made a big splash covering these events, and these events somehow involve you, Abby. Freddy thinks there is a political side to the story. He wants me to figure it out and will pay me for research. He wants information on state politics, the economics of climate change, things like that. So I've started some very boring courses that might be exciting if I had some personal involvement. You and Phoebe are very close, aren't you? Yes, but right now she's all involved with these teenagers and I have no role to play. I admire what she's doing making these soccer kids the center of the larger community. 
If you look at things in a certain way, you'll see that most of our progress, most of our events, have gathered energy from Phoebe's young teens. Their coffee cups were empty, and Sammy was looking their way in anxiety as more customers made orders at the counter. Abby had been guiding this conversation with an idea in mind, and she decided to come right to the point. It strikes me that you and Phoebe share a lot of territory. You're both leaders, you both love soccer, and you're both good organizers. You like action, right? You're both interested in politics and mysteries. You like to sniff out the plots and manipulations of the powerful. Yes, yes. That brings us together. But right now, I don't have a place to get started. Okay, really quick because this place is getting impossible. Here's what I propose. Phoebe wants to attend the Evansville Students Against Climate Change rally at the trustees meeting a week from now, 10 o'clock Saturday morning. No one knows how long it will last. Lewis and Phoebe can't bring the soccer teams in their following because they're undocumented. And there will be police and a ton of problems. The teams and families make a big group. Lewis will be the only coach there to start the day. So you're going to take Phoebe's place and assist Lewis with the soccer trip. Show them the campus. Get into the stadium early and warm them up. Let them practice a bit before the game. Eat lunch. You speak Spanish, don't you? Enough to get by. My father still speaks to me in Spanish. So you're a natural for this coaching job. And you can be partners with Phoebe and Lewis. They already have two teams with schedules, and people want to make a third and a fourth team. Can you believe it? You and Phoebe and Lewis need to share it. I'll talk to them about it. Not before I do. I'll talk to her today. And then, Luis, I'll tell them you suggested it. Tell Phoebe she can come to Evansville Friday night with me. Will do. Stephanie reached across the table and pulled Abby toward her and kissed her on the cheek. All agreed. You're a genius, Abby. I wish, but I'm good at listening. That seems to be my big job. So I should do you a favor, like help you get out of here. I bet those guys are still out front and covering the back door, too. Oh, I still see them through the front window. Abby was getting worried. I really can't talk to them now. Sarah's coming to the church to interview me at one. After that, I'll tell everyone my interview is over and there won't be another. Stephanie narrowed her eyes and gave Abby a strange look. I want to be at that interview. I'm supposed to be sharing this with Sarah. And it so happens that I get off at one. Ellie should be here already. Shannon is coming at one. Sarah should have invited me, and I'm going to show up. Ellie walked in two minutes ago. That's why Sammy stopped going crazy. So it's a plan, and to help you, I'll free up Sammy to escort you to the church. Great idea. See you in the basement meeting room. They rose and walked toward the front. Sammy was frying eggs and making sandwiches and pouring coffee, and Ellie was serving food and taking orders. The mob outside seemed like a wolf pack at the door. Stephanie shouted to Sammy. I've got this. Can you help Phoebe get back to the church? Sammy nodded, but he looked tense. He came out from his spot behind the counter and stood with Abby. They both looked hopelessly at the crowd outside. Uh, I'd like to help, but what can I do? They'll just question and photograph both of us if we go out together. 
We'll have to get mean and obnoxious to go through them, and that will be seen by who knows how many. They peeked out the back door, but immediately saw another group with cameras and sound equipment. Sammy locked the door. You need a police escort. Or maybe a secret passageway. Now where did you get that idea? Abby felt a rush of curiosity. Oh, for years, longer than you can imagine, I've wondered where that hole in the cellar goes to. Probably nowhere. I even climbed down it once when I was younger. But the flashlight shows a bunch of dirt and darkness. When I change the rat trips, I stare at that strange door. Strange door? Abby was almost too eager for words. But Sammy, an old man, was caught up in his memories. Uh, sometimes I dream that it's a passageway like those childhood mysteries I used to read. I loved those books. They always had a secret tunnels. I always wanted to find one. Uh, but that's just a dream. Don't even think of getting lost down there. Maybe I'll call Chief Santiago and ask for help. That's probably... Wait, wait. Please, show me this thing. I've got to see it. Uh, no, you're too daring. You'll try something stupid. I know you and Phoebe. Sammy, trust me on this. I know about this tunnel. I've been there. Never, never tell anyone. Promise me. His eyes opened wider. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. I do believe you're serious. Quick, show me. Sammy retreated behind the counter and grabbed an old ring with two keys. Abby followed him to the alcove with the doors to the women and men's room. After a glance to see who might be watching, he opened the third door, always kept locked, that said, employees only. He turned on a light and they descended an old wooden stairway. The basement was full of a motley collection of things, like stacks of cardboard boxes, storage cabinets, a large freezer, broken chairs and tables, old stoves and other appliances, a bench with tools. Just ahead, on the right-hand side, Sammy grabbed a flashlight and they descended a second flight of stairs. Careful now! The steps were made of crumbling cement. The whole place had a damp and musty smell. The stairs led to a small, flat surface of packed dirt and a thick layer of dust. The glow of the flashlight exposed a small, slightly raised platform. He dusted it quickly with his hand, and a trap door of wooden planks appeared, with a metal latch closed with a padlock. His second key worked. He slowly pulled up the heavy rectangle, the floor became a black hole. The smell rising from the tunnel instantly reminded Abby of the last part of her trip with Chi-Chi. It was the trap door she had seen about two feet over her head. So it would be over seven feet from where she was standing to the floor of the tunnel. She was thinking, This will be easy. 
Then she looked at Sammy. Promise me, Sammy. This is between you and me. Where does it go? Uh, How will I know you're safe? It comes out underneath the churchyard among the vines. I'll go down and take a look, and then tell you to close it. I'll be absolutely certain of what I'm doing. It's a very short distance to the church. I'll even send Sule back to report on me. Sammy did not look convinced. But Abby held on to the wooden frame of the trap door and lowered herself slowly down. Finally, she dropped with a soft thud. Now throw down the flashlight. I'll give it back later. Sammy reached down and said, Here it comes! He knew he had no choice and had to make the best of it. Abby caught the light and shined it back on him. See? I'm fine. I'll check it out. She took a few steps and was immediately sure she was in the right place. All's well, Sammy. Close it up, but don't lock it for now. Oh, send Tuck over as soon as you get there. I'm having a nervous breakdown. I'll do it. Now close up and return. We're taking too long. Just act like you have no idea about anything. (laughs) I'm good at that, kiddo. He closed the trap door. Thanks for listening. Episode 19 is coming soon. To hear all the episodes, please go to www.protectorsofthewood.com. For Facebook and Instagram, go to Protectors of the Wood Book Series.
is moving through the houses and the trees. Avalanche is moving through the houses and the trees. Lord, won't you help your children? Lord, help us if you please. Oh, hurricane screaming, blowing wild across the land. Oh, hurricane is screaming, blowing wild across the land. The water, what is coming? Lord, give me your right hand in a dream.